0: affiliate marketing is changing rapidly the balance of power is shifting and in some cases affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent stay ahead of this and other trends with the affiliate marketing insider affiliate marketing insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Here is your host, Linda Woods.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Insider. My name is Linda Woods, I'm the president of PartnerCentric and I'm your host today for Affiliate Marketing Insider. So glad you joined us for this uh, conversation. Um, I like to consider this sort of a a chat over coffee if you will and so what I do each week is invite people that I know in the industry who are movers and shakers, are influencers, are writers and thinkers in this particular space and talk about uh, the happenings of the day and, and how we're perceiving the affiliate marketing world, where it's going, that kind of thing. So uh, thanks for joining us and and uh, I'm really excited today to talk about uh, something that has come up uh, recently in the affiliate marketing world um, and my guest today is Carson Kambrowski. Carson is a well-known blogger, an internet marketer, uh, a writer and thinker on these issues he has written extensively on all sorts of things that have affected affiliate marketing in uh, the last few years. Uh, he's a, a regular poster on revenues, on his own blog, on many other places. And um, I have always found his, his posts and his point of view to be very fair, very well thought out, and very well researched as well. So I'd like to uh, welcome Carson to the program today. Hi, Carson. How are you?
2: Fine, Linda. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, I'm glad to have you. It was great running into you at Affiliate Summit a few weeks ago and and getting a chance to uh, talk for a while in person, face-to-face.
2: Yeah, you can never substitute uh, a talk (laughs) face-to-face.
1: That's right. So you may uh, all be detecting a bit of an accent. Carson is from Germany, but he does live in the U.S. and has lived here for some time and worked here for some time. So um, uh, he's got uh, quite the insider's view of things. Um, one of the things that uh, has really uh, taken both Karsten and I's interest over the past few weeks, and, and it's been uh, written about and discussed about quite a lot over the past couple of weeks, and, and that is uh, the controversy that has erupted between Pepper Jan and uh, Commission Junction. Uh, in, in, in brief... Uh, What it appears to have happened, and and I've done quite a bit of research on this and talked to various people who are involved in it, is that uh, Pepper Jam, who is a a well-known affiliate marketing management company, they are a well-known affiliate. Uh, It's a very fast-growing company out of Pennsylvania. Um, Chris Jones is also extremely, he's the CEO, and he's extremely well-known in search circles, and their company specializes in in, uh, helping companies with their search as well. He's a speaker and a writer. And, uh, and, and his COO, Michael Jones, is... Um also extremely well-known, and and they have built quite a nice business for themselves and are good guys, despite the fact that they're my competition. Um, But uh, I had Chris on the show a few weeks ago, and and if you go to the archives, you can hear that. And one of the things that we talked about on the show was on January 15th, Pepper Jam announced uh, their newest uh, development, which is the Pepper Jam Network. Now, up until this time, they have been, like my company, a, a management firm. They're essentially assisting companies with their uh, marketing strategy, whether it be search or whether it be affiliate marketing or, or, or other tactics. But with the introduction of the network, they've actually developed technology. They've built a tracking platform, um, and they are, uh, are building a network with both uh, merchants and, and uh, affiliates and, and have some new bells and whistles, which are nice, and, and have uh, announced that to quite a bit of fanfare and excitement. So we discussed that at length on a previous um, uh, show that I had. Well, recently, while they were at Affiliate Summit, um, apparently Commission Junction, who is the largest uh, tracking network network, probably in the world. Um, They're a 10-year-old global company. They're owned by ValueClick, and and, um, Pepper Jam uh, works with Commission Junction and manages many of their programs, as does my company, Partner Centric. We manage many Commission Junction programs and have had a warm and healthy agency relationship for many years. Both of our companies have. Well, apparently, um, Commission Junction felt that with the advent of uh, the, the network that Pepper Jam was now a competitor to to Commission Junction. And while the principals were away from their offices at Affiliate Summit, Commission Junction took that opportunity to contact each and every one of Pepper Jam's managed clients that are on the CJ network and uh, give them a sort of an uh, an ultimatum that said, uh, you know, you have, uh, well, you have, apparently this, ranges in in truth from seven days to 30 days to essentially decide whether or not you're going to break your management contract with Pepper Jam and go exclusively with Commission Junction or whether you will uh, be deactivated from the Commission Junction network in order to work exclusively on the Pepper Jam network. This uh, news, of course, took uh, Pepper Jam completely by surprise. It threw them into a a bit of a a, a business crisis because they had uh, 30, maybe 40 uh, clients operating on the Commission Junction platform. And for any company of any size, uh, especially a relatively small company like Pepper Jam, to uh, have the threat of losing up to 30 clients in that period of time by what felt to them like a, uh, a hostile act was a very serious attack on their company. Um, now from, uh, Commission Junction's side, they feel that, uh, they uh, have every right to protect their, uh, position in the marketplace as a marketplace leader and that with this particular, uh, new Development of pepper jams that they had really crossed the line from being a strategic partner into being a competitor, and that they felt uh, justified, and uh, uh, that in, in making this particular type of move, and that it was, uh, you know, fair in business. So I just wanted to bring everybody up to date on what I perceive the, the facts to be. Hopefully, with as little color as possible. Carson, do you do you feel like I explained it uh, um, as well as possible for, based on what you've read and understand the situation to be?
2: Yes, it uh, sounds uh, pretty well and uh, also uh, very accurate from what I heard from. Uh, Chris and
1: from Carrie? Yeah, so so both Carson and I have had conversations with Chris, the CEO at Pepper Jam, and Carrie Pollock, the, um, the GM over at uh, Commission Junction. Actually, I, I will rephrase that a little bit. I didn't speak with Carrie directly. I spoke with Dave Osmond, who's the senior VP at uh, Commission Junction, at length on this specific issue. So uh, I want to make sure I'm being accurate. My conversation was not directly with Carrie. Um, so, so having said all of that, Carson, um, why don't you, uh, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what you perceive the impact of this to be, um, who's right, who's wrong, uh, you know, really just lay it out, what, what your feelings are about this issue and, and how it affects the affiliate marketing world right now.
2: Yeah, so I also have to clarify, I spoke with uh, Chris directly but not with Kerry. Uh, I uh, was speaking with Kerry from Commission Junction uh, months earlier about something else, but uh, not about this particular issue. And uh, I think that both companies are right for, like, for what they feel and their uh, reasons uh, why they did things, but what I didn't feel right was how the companies approached it, uh, especially Commission Junction. Uh, Pepper Jam did also some mistakes as to, uh, you know, say that too. I would agree with c- c- CJ's and some other people's opinion that states that Pepper should have approached networks uh, prior their launch of their own network in order to, uh, discuss things and, you know, possible, uh, changes in their relationship to kind of give them a heads up. Um, mm-hmm. but what I didn't like about CJ was basically, going around Pepper Jam in a really aggressive manner, um, I would call it almost backstabbing, you you know, say it straight out, because mm-hmm. Pepperjam learned about all that from their clients, never from CJ. They never got anything from Commission Junction directly. And that this is not a, a way of doing business in general. and Nobody wants to experience the same thing in personal or professional life, and that there should be some kind of uh, restrictions and limits of what is okay in this industry. It might be competitive, it might be aggressive, but there have to be limits uh, and lines that should be drawn where somebody who steps over it uh, gets basically uh, outlawed or punished by the community
1: well and, and that's that's been my feeling about it as well um, to elaborate on, on that a little bit from, from my perspective is uh, I, I am a, both a collaborator and a competitor with commission Junction and with pepper jam for example uh, um, I I'm am I'm a preferred agency with commission Junction which means they have you know I have their blessing to manage programs on the commission Junction platform and they offer uh, me and my clients preferred rates and and various different support on the inside of Commission Junction for the improvement of the programs. However, we are also competitors because Commission Junction offers managed services as well. And actually, the type of clients that uh, work best for partner-centric are also the same clients that work best on the uh, management of of Commission Junction. So we have bumped into each other quite a few times where um, I have found that they they were literally either poaching or encroaching on prospects or clients of mine, and we've had a little come-to-Jesus meeting, you know, and I've called them and we've had a discussion, and both sides agree that we aren't going to directly uh, either poach or encroach upon discussions with each other's prospects. And that has happened uh, with Partner Centric and Pepperjam Jam as well. And so Pepperjam Jam and Partner Centric have had a long and friendly relationship where we are very clear with each other about you know who we're talking to, who we're in, comp- you know which clients are, are, are ours, so that we're not going after each other's clients, and and in that way we've all maintained a a friendly and cooperative um, arrangement in in a, this very small space that we live in. So finding out that one of my partners, Commission Junction. Um, attacked in a hostile fashion, which is how it looks from my perspective, one of my friends and colleagues and competitors in this way makes me a little bit nervous. That's how I'm seeing it, Carson. What's your feeling about the matter?
2: Um, It makes you nervous. Yeah, I can perfectly understand it, especially because, uh, like Pepper Jam, you are a smaller player than Commission Junction who is quite a large player in this industry where you would uh, expect some responsibility because, you know, what the big players basically are doing uh, is defining the industry and how business is conducted in this industry. The problem with affiliate marketing is it's a uh, business that is based on relationship and trust. And if this kind of practice is common and normal, then, you know, then it's, the uh, what do you expect from, from everything else in this industry, then mm-hmm. the whole yeah. talk about trust and uh, a relationship is just a bubble and it's completely worthless. Because in reality, it's uh, cut, you know, throat cutting and backstabbing and you know that doesn't add up. And I think that's also not the way people want to do business in this industry.
1: Well, I'm glad that you brought up um, the topic of relationships because uh, uh, one of the things that I've talked about for for years is that what really makes affiliate marketing different than any other type of Internet marketing campaign that is out there, you know, search or media buying or or CPA or whatever you have, email, it's really about building relationships. Um, you know, uh, merchants need to build relationships with affiliates. Affiliates need to have relationships with the merchants. They both have relationships with the networks. The agencies have to have great relationships with the affiliates, or no one will join their programs. I mean, the whole game is totally relationship oriented. And so, you know, we we do live in what I thought was a bubble of relative uh, uh, trust and and um, cooperation, with the occasional flare-ups that we've you know, that we have that we have all come to know and love in our industry. So so you know so so where so where do we go from from here Carson um, actually I think I think do you, do you is there anything else that you'd like to specifically say about the pepper jam CJ situation before we talk about um, you know ethics and relationships in general?
2: Um, the only thing I wish is that uh, maybe Kerry or somebody else from commission Junction maybe speaks up again Kerry was uh, talking only once uh, with Sam Harrison and I didn't feel that uh, that was enough uh, and it did not explain how they approached the situation and maybe you know have them speak up about uh, this and maybe apologize you know and Chris Jones yeah. maybe should do that too because he made some mistake as well uh, best would be to try to get both parties again yeah. together I, I, and I agree with you take, shake hands and say we apologize and uh, let's you know take take a step back and take it from here
1: I agree with you. I, I also um, heard uh, Carrie's podcast on, on Sam Harrelson, with Sam Harrelson on the revenue side, and I would point anyone who's interested in hearing both sides uh, to that particular podcast. But what I, I found was lacking, just like you, she discussed the situation but never set, actually never defended or explained in any way why they chose to take that particular action in that particular way. She focused on their right to protect their market share, which I think, from my perspective, everyone can agree upon. Absolutely, we have the right to protect our market share. So from my perspective, and I think yours as well, that isn't what the point is here. You know, obviously, if they consider uh, Pepper Jam to be a competitor now, then what should have been done is they call up the guys, or they were both at Affiliate Summit in Las Vegas. Uh, Carrie and Dave Osmond were both there. So was Michael and, and Chris. They, both of them should have made a point of having a meeting with each other to say, "Okay, guys, you launched a network, and we've had a great relationship up to now. But frankly, we feel like you've crossed a line, and I think that we need to work out a way in which we can divest each, you know, divest ourselves of this competitive situation, and you know, come up with a plan over the next six months where, um, you know, where we are not in each other's beds anymore, so to speak." you know and that didn't happen i mean what happened at the meeting uh, though.
2: they exactly, had a meeting but it was very hostile and very brief
1: exactly very hostile and and and, uh, and, and you know with with uh, litigation being thrown around or the talk of litigation being thrown around and and you know basically what i call it is old paradigm business um, from my perspective the days of enron are over you know, I mean, we have all seen in this country over the period of the last, you know, five to ten years, what what I see is the demise of this huge corporate unfeeling structure where there is secrecy at the top and, you know, it filters down into um, disaster at the bottom. And then you have CEOs going to jail and there's all of this, uh, uh, um um type of unethical behavior at the very highest levels that ends up hurting people and causing companies to crash. And I believe that that paradigm is over and that we're in a new paradigm where where companies like Whole Foods and Patagonia and other companies of that nature, uh, even Target, for example, that a huge company that gives you know millions and millions of dollars to charities and, and many others that we could go on and on about that are actually you know trying to transform the world by by having good principles. And this is the direction that I would hope that that our little industry was taking as a model. Not this, you know, uh, behind closed doors, uh, backstabbing, protect each other's, uh, you know, protect our, our uh, company at any, um, at, at any cost.
2: Yeah, on a higher level and long-round, so I would agree. Uh, if we go, you know, globally that way and uh, in all industries, that remains to be seen. Uh, I hope that, too, but um, that's not true yet. Uh, but maybe, you know, we should always take it, like, step by step. Uh, to reach like, goals like that. And uh, this is really by doing things little by little uh, to, for example, prevent things like uh, the uh, CJ Papajam incident from happening, uh, creating some structures, creating some maybe platform for discussion, uh, setting up rules. This industry does not even have anything uh, set up uh, as what is best practices we don't have that at all. So, yeah, and
1: that's exactly uh, what I want like that. to exactly get into, Karsten. Let's take a quick break. We need to have a commercial break. And when we come back, let's discuss uh, in, in more detail what kind of small steps do you see uh, being uh, taken that can, that can really start heading us in the right direction. So we'll be back in just a few minutes, everyone. This
0: is Affiliate Marketing Insider. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with engine-ready call analytics. Optimize top-spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call in sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit engineready.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call in tracking can be. EngineReady.com
1: We got it. Put it up there, elves.
0: Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. The Shoe Money Show. With me today is the CEO of Azugolaz, Mr. Don Mathis. You always hear people wondering about how to be accepted into Azugolaz. Talking about what you guys look for when accepting affiliates. We have a reputation for always putting the affiliates first, and we've tried to live up to that as much as we can. At the same time, you've got the challenge of making sure that the affiliates that you do admit adhere to a standard which is going to make your advertisers happy. The Shoe Money Show. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. on Demands Anytime, Inside the advertising channel only on webmasterradio.fm find webmaster radio now on facebook myspace and twitter add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage we now return to affiliate marketing insider once again here's linda woods
1: Okay, we are back at Affiliate Marketing Insider. My name is Linda Woods. My guest today is Carson Kumbrowski, and we've been discussing uh, a a recent controversy that popped up between Commission Junction and Pepper Jam, and we've discussed that in depth. And and really what we're getting into now is, okay, what are the ethics of our industry, and what could we all do as members of this industry to to begin shifting um, our consciousness around playing, safe? and playing cooperative, and I know Carson's thought about this a lot and, and has proposed some ideas. So, Carson, tell us, tell us what you're thinking about this whole idea of ethics in our industry. Uh,
2: I think um, it's uh, right, today it's like double-faced. Um, there is a lot of speaking about what are good practices and what you should do, what you shouldn't do, um, and there's a lot of talk. and A and mo- lot of people agree on that uh, just verbally. But in reality, they might don't do it. And there's, also, there's no body that is, you know, verifying things. There's some sometimes uh, affiliates who find out that a merchant is doing something that you shouldn't do and just bring it out in the open and say, here, if the merchant is doing something bad, uh, merchants, you know, boot out affiliates, um, then they think they are doing something bad. But it's really... You know, everybody says, "Yeah, we play by the rules," but uh, a lot of people actually don't do it, and they have to be ruled out and found individually, or they exist in a gray zone, tolerated uh, by people that turn a blind eye, but, which are very hard to detect. So it, there is really no, 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 body or no entity uh, where you know, by the community and by the industry. Uh, the rules defined and also enforced, of course you, you can you know, make up you know, the best rules and uh, you you want and write them down if there is nobody who is taking those rules and enforcing them and uh, then you know, uh, certify for example, businesses that follow the rules completely, uh, give them like a, a feel of you know, yeah they are following the rules. And also outlaw like uh, companies that break those rules and point them out and saying, "Hey they those players are not playing by the rules they do so that what same. so what are we to do um I think uh, a lot of people feel, uh, fear and it's like becoming louder and louder from uh, the different uh, talks, even like at some sessions at the affiliate summit, is the need for uh, creating an organization or association for the industry um, where every player in this industry is part of to come together, sit together and sit down and specify best practices and try to self-regulate the affiliate marketing industry because if we don't do that then eventually with the growth of the industry and getting more attention an outsider will step in and will force rules upon us. And mm-hmm. a good example of what happens if you don't have your own organization that can, you know, self-regulate the industry is if you see CanSpam. I think the direct marketing organization is very proud of itself that, you know, something like CanSpam was able to happen because they were not able to self-regulate their own industry. Mm-hmm. And, and something like this will happen to affiliate marketing. And yeah.
1: So, I mean, the, and the DMA really like was involved really in that, language. right? Hmm? I, I'm sorry, I just stepped on you. Um, uh, and the DMA was involved in the uh, in, in the uh, creation of that uh, of that language that eventually became law. Is that what you're saying?
2: They, they uh, were partially involved, um, but in, and and were able to get at least some of the stuff that was even worse for the direct marketing industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, reduced, but um, they couldn't stop the whole thing. So mm-hmm. um, eventually, what Can did, it was hurting the legit businesses, and they had, you know, problems to conduct their, you know, good business. And the people, the actual spammers, um, they're not affected by it pre- at all. Um, I didn't get less spam after Can Spam, did you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <No>. uh, so <laughs> it didn't change anything, and it only changed something for the people that actually did good business they got now restrictions and things forced upon them that yeah. created, like, costs uh, and, and problems for them. So mm-hmm. it was basically a law that was making things worse instead of better. And, but at least you know, we know the
1: difference between right and wrong now.
2: Yeah, the thing is, the government, they didn't know. Yeah. know They're they, they not in this industry. They don't know the technical details uh, that come with email marketing and right. uh, how things work. They don't know how Bama operates and uh, all that. Uh, so that's why, uh, you know, an organization that is, is, you know, made of members of the industry, they should know what's going on. Hey, mm-hmm. those are the people that are, are, are doing it every day. That's their Absolutely. job. So they have a much better understanding of what's going on than any outside, uh, you know, government agency, uh, maybe the FTC or whoever. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they will, you no, know, any outsider will never have that understanding and will only see certain aspects from it, basically the outcome, the spam, um, the, you know, the junk in the search engine. You know, Jason Calacanis. Mm-hmm. When you when you look at him, he's an internet marketeer he doesn't, didn't know much about affiliate marketing but <laughs> so he was talking his perception of the industry you know and he's a professional now imagine yes. somebody else uh, who is not an internet marketing professional what perception he must have of this yes. industry and imagine this person now in the, in the position to force laws and rules on this industry yes. I think it would be horrible for, for everybody who is playing by the book actually you know Seeing that to happen, the bad players they will laugh, you know. Yeah. They will not be affected most likely, but everybody else will.
1: So, I agree with you. I, and you know, I was discussing this with uh, my my guest uh, last week, or maybe it was the week before, was Lisa Riolo, who you know, and and, and is a well known and well respected individual in our in our. Uh, um, industry and she was calling for exactly the same thing there must be an association here it's time this is this this is a, a an industry that's center 12 years old now and there it's a very viable industry it's it's you know 6 to 10 billion dollars a year depending on which figures you look at and there are many aspects to it the networks the agencies the affiliates the merchants the publishers advertisers all of it and they each have a point of view and bringing them all together in a very specific association where not only guidelines are set up, but also I really like this idea of there being, um, you know, a, a positive voice for the industry, not just uh, to approach uh, politics with, but to approach the the grander online uh, um, community as well. Um, I, I, uh, I remember hearing last week from uh, a client of ours that said, uh, "Well, I was at a conference last week where a bunch of catalogers said that their affiliate programs weren 't working and they were you know that, that they weren 't receiving any kind of value from it and and that was her her um, perception but the the interesting thing is is that in, in in my business where I handle a lot of catalogers that isn't the case at all. year over year, the affiliate programs for for catalogers are growing and are producing a greater and greater uh, you know profitability to their bottom line so you know just being able to have a, a, a some sort of industry arm that's publishing and researching and promotions and doing publicity around what's good about the industry, why it works for companies, what's valuable is is equally as important.
2: Yeah, and it's also, you know, if somebody wants to learn about an industry, the first question is, where can I learn about it? And, uh, of course, you can go to an affiliate site, then you hear their story. You can go to an OPM site and hear their story. So, it's not really like a a place to go where you can be sure that you, you know, get the right information because, you know, of course, it's self-serving, right? If, if an uh, athlete right. is talking about the business, you know, they have their interests in mind and OPM right. has its own interest well, in mind. And network is the same thing. So well, based but if on, on your the research. made up of every player, then you can kind of like uh, see it as a neutral ground. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't get the, you know, sales pitch. Uh, from all directions, you kind of get a bit leveled and uh, uh, more realistic mm-hmm. um, and uh, have a place you can trust a bit more. You maybe also find a place where you can go and find uh, educational uh, material and uh, information about how you can educate your own staff if you decide to go that route, uh, for mm-hmm. example, training certification uh, programs that are you know approved or Certified, you know, because we have um, uh, movements and activities where training programs are happening by really experienced affiliate marketeers. Yeah. Uh, but none of this is somehow certified. You know, they are doing a good job, but um, you, you can ask a lot of marketeers, and they will tell you, "Yeah, they're doing a good job." You know, you can do the training; it's worthwhile. Well it. um, but there's no way of like. Uh, certification uh, that is industry-wide accepted, and saying, "Yeah, they're they're really doing a good job, and whatever they you know they do, we give them a seal of approval. So we, as an industry as a whole, uh, you know, accept that kind of uh, program." Yeah,
1: I I totally agree with you. Yeah, we had uh, on as a guest recently too, uh, Rachel Hanaway, the the VP at Affiliate Classroom, and they did just start this affiliate manager certification program, and that's a step in the right direction. But it is only one area, so it's how to be certified as a good and knowledgeable affiliate manager, which is just one aspect. It, there are things that affiliates do that should be that should be organized and 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 uh, discussed and 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 codified in some way and the kinds of best practices that merchants need to understand and you know and also just the rules of rules of the road for for networks because they are all intricately involved it's not like no one operates in a vacuum even the network so so what would be con, considered best practices so we don't have too much time left, Carson. I just want to ask you one last thing so from your research um, and, and perspective is there What's, are there any specific steps that are happening in the direction of forming this association? Are there, uh, Is there anything that you can point people to who are interested in knowing more or helping out or, or being involved in this kind of thing? Fill, fill us in on what what uh, you see as, as the next steps there. Uh,
2: the, the next steps really is, or what I, I'm doing today is I'm trying to, uh, communicate with different players in the industry because they were like also misunderstanding in the past because this um, idea of finding a fund, you know, association is not new, and it always failed for certain reasons. And uh, it's really trying to get everybody together, also the people that have different uh, opinions and different interests, to find the common interest uh, and real a place to go. I don't know a, a real place to go. As far as I can tell, is really uh, the, I do stuff with email right now. So mm-hmm. to find and I, you know, identify the different uh, areas, or you know, little bubbles. You can say, you know, there's somebody uh, whose OPM is doing some stuff, and here's from the network side somebody to try to find um, all those. Uh, Uh, little movements within the industry Mm -hmm. and try to connect those and uh, then take it from there, I think, uh, a meeting in person uh, where a lot of different people from the different... uh, uh, sectors of the industry come together uh, will mm-hmm. be necessary. Uh,
1: so really so, right now, right now we're at the stage of needing to connect uh, the, all those different people who really are talking about this and wanting to do it in their various yes. areas. Are you going to keep, uh, keep blogging about this, Carson, so that um, maybe I, uh, um, through so the show? This
2: already in, in, the, in the past multiple times, and mm-hmm. uh, any opportunity I get um, – uh, to where uh, new things develop, uh, I will write about that, and also I will keep emailing people and even you know talk on the phone. Uh, last year's summit was very great uh, for me, uh, particular because I was able to talk with people where there has been some misunderstanding in the, in the past, where mm-hmm. we realized we have the same interest and that you know we should uh, do and work together and you know and combine. The efforts to really move things a bit more forward, and uh, perfect. That, that's like one step at a time. You can't rush it. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated, complicated process, and there's a lot of naysayers. A lot of people say, you know, it will be only for them, and you are, you know, you want your organization and stuff like that. What is really sad, like you know, like an organization. I don't need an organization. Uh, <laughs> me personal. Um, so it's not that I want to have an organization where I am the guru and, you know, everybody follows me or something Right, there. right. No, um, it's, it's cooperative. I want to live in an industry that is not being governed by somebody else who is not from this industry. Um, yeah. That's my goal. And yeah. I don't care, you know, who's doing an in uh, industry uh, as long as it is somebody from the industry and who is really considering all the different aspects and trying to be fair. I agree. Network and uh, you know, it can be OPMs. I don't really care. Um, as long as it is said somebody who knows the industry and as long as it is at least trying to be as fair as possible.
1: Well, I, I love your passion on this topic, Carsten. And we're going to have to wrap up the show right now. But what I want the listeners to all know is that uh, um, we will be following this closely at partnercentric.com. Um, Carsten Kambrowski, that's C A R S T E N C U M B R O W S K I.com, is where you can find Carsten's rantings and ravings. And uh, we will be following this. If anyone out there is listening, wants to be involved in this movement in some way, contact he or I, and will each one of us do our part to connect those people who are passionate about ethics in our, in our industry and forming an association and making sure that those people who understand this industry are helping to lead and direct the future of what we all believe is a very viable and very uh, profitable and very interesting and cooperative way of doing business. I want to thank you for your comments today, Carsten. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, that's it for us today.